Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside the great Kevin Ray of Insight Folio, serving you throughout the Trey City area with an office in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find us online by going to insightfolios.com. Kevin brings his approximately three decades of experience to the table each and every week here on the program. And Kevin, great to be with you once again. Well, you too, Walter. What's new in your world this week? Oh, just, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out my next project. So we uh, we finally got the big handicap ramp disabled and uh, pulled apart in front of the house. And uh, then it looked really, really ugly because the concrete was all bashed up underneath it. And uh, we, there were basically zero plants or mulching or anything like that out in front of the house. And so we had a big mulch delivery and got a whole bunch of plants, probably spent way more than we should have on plants. But uh, we got them all planted and got the mulch spread out. And wow, what a, what a change. It just looks awesome. So I'm all like energized and ready for the next project. So after our show, I'm going to go out and pick up the shovel and dig up something else, I guess. Uh, well, we've got a great show on the way today. We're going to talk a little bit about third-party financial planning on today's show. So, you know, what is that? What is third-party financial planning? What does that look like? So it's going to be an interesting conversation, I think, to launch into. We might answer some of your questions before the show wraps up today as well, and lots more on the agenda. But I want to start off today by talking about different types of risk. And there's a lot of risk throughout life, of course, especially in the financial world. But it's kind of interesting. I don't think people realize how many different types of risk there are when it comes to financial and retirement planning. Um, There's a whole bunch that we could probably list out on today's show, but I thought we would at least tackle kind of five main risks that almost everybody is going to face in some way, shape, or form as they prepare for retirement. Kevin, that sound good? That sounds like fun to me. Okay. We'll start with the obvious one, and that would be market risk. I think pretty much everybody can probably guess what that one equates to. Well, there's market risk, right? We all know that when you invest in the market, you're going to take on some type of risk. It just it just goes along with investing in the market. So let's look at the two different risks that are inside market risk. So the first one's called systemic risk and unsystemic risk. So or systematic risk, however you want however you want to um, pronounce it. So let's call it um, systematic risk is referred to as the non-diversifiable risk or market inside market risk. So in other words, you can't diversify. You know, you can have a well-diversified portfolio. This type of risk, as I stated, is non-diversifiable. So what would affect that? What would affect the whole entire stock market as a whole? Well, there's an announcement. Maybe the government's going to change the way it, it taxes stocks. So guess what? That's going to impact the whole stock market as a whole. The pandemic we're going through right now affected the whole stock market as a whole. So it just it affected almost everything across the board in, in the market with the exception of a few things like Clorox or Hormel Foods or those types of things. But almost everybody or everything inside the market went south and it went south very quickly. So the diversification didn't help you in that particular instance. And then we have something called unsystematic risk. Now this is what we call a diversifiable risk. These are risks which are existing but are unplanned for, and they can occur at any time. So let's give you a good example here in Michigan. Um, General Motors last year went on strike. 
Well, that affected the stock price, but it doesn't affect the whole market. So diversification can help you in that type of risk. If you have a well-diversified portfolio, you're going to own many other companies, not just General Motors. Meaning that General Motors likely went down in price in your portfolio, but the other stocks probably acted differently and didn't follow that that risk type. So I hope that makes some kind of sense. I know I'm stumbling here, Walter, but uh, there's two types, systematic risk and unsystematic risk. And one's diversifiable, one is not. So diversification doesn't always work, I think is the key takeaway from this. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Kevin. And uh, market risk is something that you can't really escape. I mean, it's not realistic that someone's going to be 100% out of the market and away from that risk. Um, maybe maybe large portions of the dollars end up moving away from that in certain cases. But uh, w- would you agree pretty much everybody is going to have to deal with that at some point? You are, because yeah. there's the unforeseeable, unknowable events. We talk about this every week is the things that really changed the markets in the pandemic really changed the market as a whole diversification didn't work so you're always going to deal with risk going forward there's no way getting around it you're just getting in your car and going to work is risk right so there's risk no matter where we look yeah it's a great point uh speaking of risk another area where we see it is interest rate risk now this isn't necessarily tied to the market this comes in a couple of different shapes and forms all on its own right well it does so when you say interest rate risk what comes to mind for you walter i think about like uh just interest on credit cards but also like mortgages and that kind of thing or what i'm getting on my savings at the bank that sort of thing most people do but interest rate risk is the risk that changes obviously in interest rates so it could be in the u.s could be in other world markets you know, it may reduce or, or may increase the market value of your bond you hold. So what we're talking about here is interest rate risk when you're investing in bonds is very, very sensitive. Remember the cardinal rule on bonds. When interest rates fall, bond prices rise. When interest rates rise, bond prices fall. So let me give you an example because the other, other risks we talked about uh, are there, but this is the primary one that I like to tell people about. So let's say you bought a 10-year $1,000 bond today with a coupon rate of 4%. And then uh, let's say a year later, that interest rates rise to 6 All of a sudden, you know, your 4% bond, you're not liking as well as getting a 6% bond. But guess what? If you purchase that 6% bond, you're going to need to sell your 4% bond prior to maturity to compete with the newer bonds at the higher rates. So somebody is going to offer you less uh, interest in which you're currently in the four in order to make it attractive to them to buy it because they could get a new bond at 6%. And the other thing on interest rates is if you were currently living, now this is a few years ago, on CD interest rates, if you were taking the interest off that and supplementing your income, that's not working no more. Why? Because interest rates have gone down. So there's several reasons to you know watch interest rate risk, and those are a couple, and those are the two that we primarily deal with in my office. We're talking to Kevin Ray on today's show here on Simply Financial about different types of risk in the financial world. We've covered market risk and interest rate risk so far. And then we have inflation risk, also known as the silent killer of the financial world. Well, that's the big one, right? We talk about that every week. So let me me ask you a question. How old is the uh, longest living member in your family? How old did they reach? Hmm. Well, uh, still alive. Uh, in fact, I think upper. Well, we're in the upper eighties for several grandparents right now. So 80s? I don't know where my great grandparents. I th- I want to say they were also upper eighties. I'll have to check with mom and dad and see if anybody that they know has made it past ninety. But but somewhere in that ballpark, I think. Well, I had several grandparents live past ninety-five. Wow. Okay. So if that 
this is what we're talking about living a long time so let me give you an example inflation risk or it's also called purchasing power risk so let's say at a hundred thousand dollars in bonds and i'm talking a while ago with the 10 percent coupon rate you know it might generate enough interest payments for retirees to live on and just like i said about the cds so it's going to generate you know ten thousand dollars a year in that case but with a three percent inflation rate if we just take an easy three percent inflation rate for every one thousand dollars produced by that portfolio it's only going to be worth 970 the next year and then 940 the year after that. What does it all pertain to? Well, rising inflation means that your interest payments are going to have less and less purchasing power. And if you're relying on Social Security and pensions for a big part of your retirement income, inflation can also be problematic because their income streams aren't going to keep up with the buying power that they need. We know that if you retire on $2,000 a month today, we know that's not going to be near enough tomorrow just from the inflation side. So when you're planning and you sit down with your advisor, inflation has to be factored into your plan just to keep up with the cost of living so if you're like my grandparents who lived in 95 96 walter's grandparents that lived in their late 80s and still are here you need to plan for that risk because you don't want to be the person that runs out of money or doesn't have enough money to sustain themselves uh 5 10 15 20 years down the road tax rate risk is another big one kevin that we need to talk about another one that's often overlooked people kind of i don't know if there's just this like ah, taxes are what they are taxes are taxes there's nothing i have no control i can't do anything and so then it doesn't really register as a risk because it just is what it is. But that's not the case, right? That is not the case. You remember last week, Walter, we talked about Elvis, his taxes yes. that he paid? Uh-huh. So let's go back. Let's uh, go through this a minute. Do you remember back what the Back to highest, the king. Yeah, back to the king of taxes because he was the number one taxpayer, I believe it was 1973. Uh, and he was pretty proud of that from what I read. But what was the highest tax bracket in the 1950s? Do you remember? Oh, well, you told me last week. Yeah. Uh, what was it? We were in the 60s or 70s? 91%. Oh, oh, that was the 91 one. Okay. Yeah. So in 1970s, the highest tax bracket was 70%. Now, that's not that long ago if we look at the 1970s, right? That is just federal tax. That does not include your state tax. So it has to be critical that your investments will keep up with inflation because we just talked about inflation risk. So the tax risk is this. We're relatively low tax bracket right now. If they went back to the 1970s rate, the highest tax bracket is going to be 70%. That's going to be a huge impact on your income if we, if we head back that way or anywhere near that way. So in our income planning process, we include inflation in your income. We want to show your income growing by at least 3% per year to keep up with the cost of everything. And then it doesn't sound like much now, but 15 years into it, if you look at just growing your income 3% a year, that's a huge pace to keep up with. It's critical that you take in, in consideration how taxes can impact your income going forward. And it's critical because I believe we're in the second uh, lowest taxed, you know, in the history that we're talking about right now, that you take some those tax rates today and you do some planning to maybe lessen the taxes tomorrow. So ask yourself today, what can I do today that my older self would thank myself for uh, 10, 15 years down the road? And this is one of them. Start looking at mitigating some of those taxes coming down the road in a way of maybe you contribute more to a Roth IRA. Maybe you start um, converting to a Roth IRA. Maybe you start opening up what's called non-qualified accounts because they may be better in your tax situation now. So sit down, 
talk that through. See how it's going to help you independently. Um, and then look 10, 15 years down the road and just consider it today. What can I do today to affect tomorrow? One more risk I want to mention before we turn the page on today's show to another topic, Kevin, would be longevity risk. And you kind of talked about this a little bit at the beginning of today's show when we were talking about uh, you know how long grandparents have lived and that kind of thing. You never thought that living a long time would be a risky thing, but it is when we talk about retirement planning. It is. Do you remember Willard Scott, um, Walter? Yeah, yeah. He used to, if you made it to 100, you made national news. The national news, right? Right, yeah. right. We don't do that anymore. Why? There, there was such a backlog of people to get on the show at, at one point, and I think it's just now it's no longer that special, right? It's special, don't get me wrong, but it's not as special as it used to be. Let's it's not rare that. anymore, I guess, yeah, is a better way rare. to say yeah. that. Yes, it's still special. Didn't mean to take that away. Yeah. So in my humble opinion, this risk malt is the multiplier of all other risk. If you've done a poor job planning in this area it's only going to give you grief down the road. So when people come into my office and we sit down, I'm helping people with income planning. And the income planning process is going to include that person needing income to age 95. Think about it this way. If I can plan for you to get income to 95 and you live to 85, isn't that a good thing knowing that you have more than enough income to make it to 95 versus not knowing if you do? Why? According to a report I read, the odds are, here's the odds, Walter, the odds are 31%, almost one in three, that one member of a 65-year-old couple is going to live to age 80 or 95, excuse me. 31%, one in three. So if you're a couple right now and you're 65 years old, you have, you have a 31 chance one of, one of you are going to live to age 95. The odds are one or 10% that that member of that couple is going to live to 100. So the odds are one in 10 after you hit 95 or 10% that one member of that couple is going to hit age 100. So what are the big uh, issues going into retirement if you're going to have longevity? Well, we have to look at nursing homes. We have to look at income. We have to look at all types of other things that will affect you because the cost, inflation, everything we just talked about, longevity risk is going to incorporate because we have to keep up the cost, medicine, cars, fuel, you know, groceries, all of that stuff goes into place. So if you haven't planned for that, you haven't sit down with your advisor, and you haven't incorporated living a long time into your portfolio, I think that's a big mistake. I think that's one of the critical aspects of planning that people overlook. I can't tell you how many times, Walter, somebody comes into my office and say, I'm only going to live to 85. Then I pull out a little sheet where my great-grandfather was interviewed at 88, asking him how he lived such a wonderful life, and that was back in the 70s. So it happens. So sit down, talk to an advisor. If you don't have an advisor, call my office. I'd love to sit down with you. Uh, this is what we do day in and day out, and we'll help you plan for all those risks we just went through. If you would like to get in touch, it's easy to do so. Just pick up the phone and call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. That'll put you in touch with Kevin Ray here in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Kevin's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, and that's just what he helps people do each and every single day in the office, help you get to and through retirement with a better plan in place. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888 888- 885-7526. If you get the voicemail when you call in, just leave a quick message. Kevin will be able to get back with you and set up that time to chat. Go ahead and call now while it's on your mind. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And just say, hey, Kevin, I'd like to talk to you about my financial plan. And uh, he'll make it happen. 888-885-PLAN. More coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay with us. 
No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. And Kevin, I'm feeling generous today. Can we give away some Retirement Rescue Toolkits? Sure. That sounds like fun. Okay. Uh, The Retirement Rescue Toolkit, if you have not listened to the show before or heard us talk about it, is a great starter kit for those of you who might be thinking about starting to plan for retirement, maybe have just begun that process. Maybe it's just an idea you've been tossing around saying, yeah, we should start getting our financial house in order a little bit more and start really getting putting the screws to this whole planning for retirement thing. So uh, we provide this Retirement Rescue Toolkit really as a thank you to radio listeners throughout the area. Uh, it's a physical box that Kevin's going to send you, and it's packed with all sorts of good stuff. Kevin, what are you putting in the toolkit these days? Well, we're going to put a couple of books in there. You mentioned one, Navigating Through Retirement. And I wrote that a few years ago, and we're going to talk about taxes primarily and there and some some income planning and those types of things. So like Walter said, if you're getting close to retirement and you're looking for maybe some questions to ask or maybe some answers for some of your questions, that's a good possibility. The other one is by Paul Dursel. It's going to go over our simplicity process. It talks mainly about income planning. How do you make sure that you don't run out of money before you run out of life? And that's very key going forward. We're going to throw a CD in there. We're going to throw some other goodies from our office in there. I also throw a special report on taxes, what you can do today. We talked about it earlier to save yourself taxes in the future. Some key planning aspects that people should be keying in on today because I think it can greatly benefit them going forward. And how do you get it? It's absolutely free. Look for a physical white box to come in the mail. And inside that, I will have all those goodies. And all you have to do is text the word KIT, K-I-T, to 33222. And we will walk over to the post office on Monday and get that in the post office. And you can expect it in a few days. Again, all you have to do is send a text to us. The word is KIT. Put that in the message, KIT, K-I-T. And then send it to the number, just like you're texting a friend, 33222 is that number. What will happen is you'll get a text right back from us. Try to click on that link, put in your info so that we know where to send the box. Uh, Don't forget that step. Text the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222. Now, if you're like my folks and you've been very anti-smartphone, and don't want to adapt that direction just quite yet. Although mom was forced to get a cell phone, a smartphone, wow. last week, Kevin. It was big news in the in the storehold household. <laughs> so uh, she, she's getting training on how to use it and what to click on and all that good stuff. They, she pretty much just got forced into it. And uh, so she's, she's joined that world now. Although her data plan is like so small and so tiny that like, I think she'll, it'll be used up on the first day just from like downloading email. So I was like, so you really don't have a smartphone. It's just, just looks different than your flip phone, but it's not like you're going to always be, you know, connected and that sort of thing. Moving on up. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun conversation with her. She's like, I don't know about this, you know, it's good stuff. But anyway, go ahead and text the word kit to 33222. But if you're not a smartphone user, you can call our show number and request it that way too. So whatever you're more comfortable with, 888 885 plan is that number easy to do 888-885 plan and just say hey kevin i'd love to get the uh, toolkit here's my address and kevin will get it to you it's very easy to do well i wanted to spend some time on today's show kevin talking about third-party financial planning because it seems like now would be a great time for i don't know a legitimate third party to bust onto the political scene right i think a lot of people have been saying that like if there was ever a time this would be the time for it to happen although i think we did say that in 2016 as well and it didn't happen and uh, it just never seems to happen no matter how many times we say it. Uh, so instead, let's pretend we'll stay away from the political side of things. And let's pretend that you've launched your own party, Kevin, in the financial planning space. All right. 
So third-party financial planning, that's where the concept comes from. Um, I, I've consulted with you as your uh, campaign advisor here, and uh, we've come up with a couple of components for the platform, all right, as this third-party financial planning uh, party goes. So here's our first element that we're going to talk about and that we're going to present to our potential voters. Keeping people as safe as possible by managing risk. I mean, we're walking the talk on this because this is what we talked about uh, throughout the first uh, half of the show today. Well, we talked about risk, right? Managing it. So you, what was your question? Keeping people as safe as yeah, possible? Yeah, we're going to keep them as safe as possible by managing risk. So if I'm a politician, I'm going to say, geez, you know, we can do this for everybody, right? But can you really manage risk for everybody? It's important, but how do you do it? Well, if I'm sitting out there and I'm talking to somebody and they come into the office, the first step in order to, you know, talk about managing risk is to determine how much risk they really need to take. Doesn't that make sense? Rather than talk about risk, let's determine how much you really need to take to get your goals accomplished. Uh, how do you find that out? How do you find out how much risk you really need? Well, I answer that in our planning process. So I'm looking for a very specific number, and that number is the rate of return you need to average going forward from here to age 95. And that number, in turn, will help me give you the answer of how do we stay as safe as we can if we can by managing the risk. First of all, we need to know to answer that question, how much risk you need to take. And then we find that out through the planning process. And then we can talk about, all right, if we need a 4% return, a 6% return, whatever that return is, how do we accomplish that without taking on too much risk? Well, part of it's going to incorporate stocks. So we know we're going to take on risk there. Part of it may incorporate some safer things, maybe a CD, maybe a fixed annuity or something of those things with very little risk associated to them. So the first step in that is determine how much you need to take. And then from there, walk that through the planning process in order to adjust the amount of risk that you need to what your goals and objectives are. Number two is uniting the different elements of a portfolio by helping different pieces work together in harmony. That's a political uh, fluff statement if I've ever heard one. What does that mean in the financial realm? Well, everything works in harmony. That's, <laughs> that's uh, you know, sunshine and roses type thing, right? But what are we talking about there? When we're talking about things working in harmony, we're talking about diversification. So what is diversification? Diversification means strength through variety. Now, I'm going to say that again. Strength through variety. If each component of your portfolio does the same thing, then your portfolio is no stronger than any one component. Each piece needs to do something different. And this is called correlation. Correlation refers to how two investments behave in the same setting. You don't want all your investments going in one direction. Having non-correlated assets lowers your risk. Remember that, non-correlated assets lower your risk. Diversification is not owning a bunch of different mutual funds. This is where people think that you know different pieces of their portfolio are working in harmony. If you have 10 to 12 different mutual funds, I'm betting, because I've seen this over my 29 plus years experience, that a lot of them are blue chip mutual funds. And if that's the case, each blue chip mutual fund, say you have 10 different blue chip mutual funds, and you think you're diversified because you have 10 different funds. Well, each fund has their own money manager, so each money manager is buying probably the same stock. So they all own General Motors, they all own Ford, they all own Amazon, they all own Facebook. That is not diversification. That is not putting your different pieces of your puzzle in together with Harmony diversification. So you have to have different asset classes in your portfolio 
that work differently depending on market conditions. So diversification is a start in there, and that's going to help you, you know, make your pieces work together in, in, in harmony. Another platform item of ours, Kevin, is going to be getting dollars back to work by eliminating lazy money. Uh, we're gonna get. We're gonna put the lazy money on the payrolls. What we're talking about here. This one really bothers me, Walter. You, you remember we talk about this how many times in the past couple of years? Oh, I mean, lots. Every lots, show right? we've got right. some sort of like so, mention of this. I think. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't heard this, what is lazy money? I'm going to give you a perfect example that I see almost every single day when people come into the office and we sit down and we talk. It is money you have sitting in the bank earning a very low, low interest rate, especially in today's environment. Now, I'm talking the money that's in the bank that's up and beyond your emergency cash. You have to have emergency cash sitting in there. This money that's in your bank account is really not earmarked for anything. So let me give you an example. You have $100,000 sitting in cash. And Walter, you better get the calculator out. Okay. Because I'm going to ask you. You said 100000 okay. sitting in cash, and it earns a whopping one-tenth of 1%. One How much interest do you get on that for one year, leaving in that bank for one year? Uh, one-tenth of 1%? One one-tenth, yep. Point. So $100. $100, right. Whew, I got it right. So very good. Ding, the ding, right, ding, ding, the right ding. amount of zeros. Yeah. <laughs> So imagine that you have a hundred, and this is not uncommon, by the way. So I'm not making numbers up out of thin air. We see this all the time. A hundred thousand dollars sitting in cash. It's not earmarked for anything. Oh my anything. gosh! It's earning a whopping hundred dollars. So I'm going to give you another uh, math question here. That, that's like the people who you hear the story of, uh, like gamblers, and somebody they they put down like a fifty thousand dollar bet to win like two hundred dollars on because it was such a sure thing. It, the payout was so little. Yes. So it's just like why? Why bother? And what, what does this really affect? Longevity, right? We talked about longevity risk. We talked about all those things. So here's another example. Right now, there's a three-year fixed annuity out there, plain Jane fixed annuity that pays 3%. So if you earn a whopping 3% on $100,000, how much is that in interest? Well, I'll give you the answer. It's $3,000. $3,000, all right. Yep, 3% on 100. So you have a choice. And this is your choice. You have lazy money sitting in the bank, and this is your choice. Do I leave it sit there in the bank earning a whopping $100 per year, or do I take some of that and move it to some place that guarantees interest rates and it pays you 3% or $3,000 per year? $100, $3,000 Yeah, year. I think we'll go with the 3000 I don't need well, a calculator for that one. It makes sense, right? Yeah. So let's, let's take the difference. That's $2,900 a year. And if you did that for 10 years, you're a procrastinator. And you did that for the last 10 years. How much does that cost you? So you're going to have like a 30000 just yeah, a, just under. Yeah, yeah $29,000 it costs you yeah. to do that. And so if that's you, you have lazy money sitting on the sidelines, put that in action. Put that money to work. It has to be earning money for you. And by sitting in at a bank at one-tenth of 1%, because that's the average nowadays, it's not doing what it should be doing. And you're defeating your purpose of getting to retirement closer and making sure you make it through retirement because those are dollars you're leaving on the table. All right. One last one. We have four main components of this platform, Kevin. And that would be, you know, we're such in a fearful society right now. So we want to eliminate the fear that people have about running out of money. A society that is less fearful will be one that is more productive and vibrant. So that's going to be one of our other main goals. Well, we know that the fear of people running out of money is there. How do we know that? Because there's been thousands of studies that prove this. The big worry is this. When I retire, so does my paycheck. So how do you overcome that fear? That's what we're talking about. Well, the answer is to put your savings to work. When you retire, something has to go to work. It's either you or your savings, the money you save for retirement. 
If you want to retire, then it has to be your money. So if you're set on retiring, your paycheck no longer comes in. You have to put your money to work. It has to produce a paycheck. And this is what we do here uh, day in and day out. Income planning, putting your money to work. First thing is that has to happen is we have to figure out what your shortfall in income is going to be. Let's say you're short $1,000 per month. The next step, you need $3,000 per month. You have $2,000 per month coming in from Social Security pension and you're short $1,000. Well, the next step is to figure out what investments will fill that shortfall. So we've talked about this a long time ago, Walter, but I always call it the three worlds of money. So there's basically three places you can look to fill that shortfall. So let's call the first place the safe world. So the safe world is going to consist of banks where you could get a CD. You could get, uh, you go to the government. Where do you get a government bond that's backed by the, you know, the full faith of the U.S. government. And then there's the third place. It's an insurance company where you could get a fixed annuity. So that's basically the safe world. So let's say that we want a CD, but the CD's interest is not enough to fill our need, not enough to fill that shortfall long term. Where else can we look? Well, we can look for what I call the second world, which consists of safe plus some potential. Where do you get those things at? So you could go to a bank, you can get something called an ELCD, which stands for Equity Linked CD. What they do is they link your return, your possible return, with some sort of index like the S&P 500. Or you could go to the insurance company and get what's called an FIA. So there's a guaranteed on the insurance side that says no matter what, we'll guarantee you at least 1%. But if your index that you're linked to does good, we're going to give you a portion of that. So you could earn more than 2 or 3% in there. And then the third world is what I'm going to call potential. This consists of investment companies. So there's no guarantees here. We have guarantees in the first two worlds, but no guarantee in the, in the world of potential. So they're going to consist of investment companies, like I said. So it's going to be stocks, bonds, REITs, commodities, options, variable annuities. So all of those investment options you have, the key is to figure out which one or which combination, because you may be able to use combination, will work for you in your own personal circumstance. This is where your advisor comes in. This is where the planning process hits the road. We figure out your shortfall. We figure out what you've taken up to save your entire career. And we figure out how to make sure that that money will last you to and through retirement. And we use a combination of investments. And it all depends on your number. You're nervous about sitting down with an advisor because you don't think you have as much as you need to retire. I can almost guarantee you after doing this 30 years, you probably are better off than what you think. After you sit down, you go through the planning process. When I hear that statement, I was afraid to come in because I didn't think I had enough set aside. Most of the time it comes out, well, I'm better off than I thought. And that's true. Most of the time you are. So sit down with your advisor. If you don't have an advisor, call me. I love to do this. This is what we do day in and day out. We do the income planning. We look for the shortfall. We show you how to fill that shortfall. And we give you lots of education along the process. So don't be shy. Don't procrastinate. Pick up the phone and put your retirement plan in action and start it now. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. You can also email Kevin if you want to get in touch that way. Kevin at InsightFolios.com. Kevin at InsightFolios.com. Or again, the easiest way to get in touch and set up that time to chat 
If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message. Kevin will be able to get back in touch with you. But at least reach out and let Kevin know, hey, I'd like to get a financial plan. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We're coming up on today's show. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. My fun question for you this week, Kevin, what weird food combinations do you enjoy? Well, I think I've told this before, Walter, but when I was a kid, we went to my grandmother's and we stayed there during the summer. For breakfast, she gives a choice. Now, it was either cereal or something called slop. (laughs) (laughs) She'd pull out the trough and uh, here's your slop. Okay, great. but slop was this. It was a piece of homemade bread, <laughs> and she poured coffee over it, and then she put milk on it, and then she put a little bit of sugar on it. So I guess Ooh, that's that a weird color. I like yeah. that. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking back of it now. I, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound too bad again. Maybe I have to. Wait, so bread with up. milk and sugar? Homemade piece of bread. Okay. She poured coffee all over the bread, saturated. Oh, coffee. Okay. Yep, yep. And then she put a little milk on it. And then a little sugar. I think that was her way to get you used to drinking coffee. But what a bizarre uh, mix! Yeah, I mean, it's like all my favorite things combined. But uh, I've, it's definitely a little weird. And you know, what's even weirder is I don't drink coffee. Huh? So it didn't yeah. work. It did well. It didn't work, but I still like the taste of it. So, yeah, that is really weird. Bread, coffee, milk, and sugar. Yep. Very interesting. Um, I don't know. Is it does it have a name? I'm looking, I'm Googling as we talk. I see this recipe for cafe espresso with, you know, okay, that's just a, that's just a drink. Yeah, I'm not saying coffee-soaked bread pudding may have been kind of what she was angling for there. Maybe. It was kind of, I guess that would make sense, kind of like a bread pudding, just like a poor, poor man's version of bread pudding, maybe? But she called it slop. Slop, <laughs> slop, there you go. Slop, yep. Wow, how about that? Okay, milk toast is bread and milk, apparently, is a thing. Here we go. This recipe uses toasted cinnamon sugar brioche bread dipped in milk for breakfast and then with a little coffee on top. So it's not nude then, right? Uh, Apparently, that's a thing. This is, uh, let's see, Cincinnati Coffee Bread Company has a recipe for it. So So my grandmother has been gone for many, many, many years. So for your grandmothers out there, this is probably something your grandkids will remember like I do. That is really bizarre. Yeah, it's they make bread and then put milk in it. Well, that sounds amazing. I'm going to I'm going to have to research something like that because my weird combo was going to be like if I do like a piece of cake with like a scoop of ice cream on top, I'll also fill the bowl up with some milk. So I'll have like cake soaked in milk with the ice cream. Kind of uh, similar. Kind of similar, similar in a way. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. instead of bread, it's a piece of cake or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did one time when I was younger, we didn't have any milk in the house, and so I did cereal with diet coke. That was the only thing that we had in the refrigerator, and it was a choice between water and Diet Coke, and so I tried the Diet Coke. But I don't think it qualifies for this question because it was food combinations you enjoy, and that wasn't one that I enjoyed. I can tell you one my grandmother <laughs> had that, that's a little different. She'd always love pancakes, and she put a little bacon grease on it with mustard. Wait, wait, pancakes and mustard? And bacon grease, a little bit of bacon grease on top, yep. I mean, I can get down with the bacon grease, but mustard? Oh, <laughs> yep, no. That's what I said. Didn't sound good to me, so I never tried it. Yeah, I don't know about that one. That that one, that one she was just trying to, I think she was just messing with you guys at that point. No, no, she ate it all the time. Oh, did she? Oh, <laughs> yep, wow. Yep. Oh, the different grandmother. Yep. Different yep. grandmother. Oh, okay. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Well, those, uh, 
Yeah, that Ray family tree. I don't know. We've got some question marks now about some people in that family tree, Kevin. I don't know. I, be- I better dive deeper. <laughs> you better. You guys, you guys got some weird stuff going on there. No, I'm just messing around. I love it. Uh, well, there you go. Getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better. That one definitely takes the cake of weird combinations, mustard and pancakes. Wow. I would not have envisioned that before. Uh, more coming up on today's show. Stay with us here on Simply Financial. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. Well, that's what we thought. You're tuned in to Simply Financial, the show that helps you learn a little bit more about the financial world and how you might fit into it, how you can better prepare for retirement, how you can improve your situation. Walter Storholt here with Kevin Ray, your financial coach, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. We like to often end our shows with a question from one of you. And uh, if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on a future show, you can email Kevin at kevin at insightfolios.com. Judy says, I just got married last month. We're both in our late 60s and both lost our previous spouses to cancer within the past five years. And we both have three kids. Uh, We both bring our own assets to the marriage, although he has more than me. Uh, How do we make sure that his kids inherit the wealth that he's built over the years while also making sure I'm financially okay if I outlive him? Well, Judy, that's a really good question. And believe it or not, we I see this quite often in my office with the same situation you just explained. So are there, there are some things that you can do in your, uh, in your situation. So let's look at a couple. So for your and your husband's uh, accounts, you could name your own children as beneficiaries on your account. So if, for instance, you would name your three children on your beneficiary of all your savings accounts and IRAs and those types of things. And your husband can, could do the same. And when you are gone, when you walk out on life, what is left over in your account will go directly to your children, and the same would happen for your husband. But that doesn't mean you know that uh, your your assets go to your husband. So if you name beneficiaries, it goes to whoever you name as primary beneficiary. The other question you had was, how do you make sure you're okay financially if you outlive him? Well, this is where life insurance comes in. And I know I just said life insurance, lots of people cringe, but life insurance could address your problem. You could purchase a life insurance policy on your husband to replace the lost income that you would receive if something should happen to him. So if your husband walks out on life, the life insurance would walk into your life. There's one caveat to this though. Your husband has to be healthy in order to qualify for the insurance. So if your husband has some health issues, the likelihood of you getting life insurance is probably pretty small. So if he's healthy right now, this should be something you should consider because you can take dollars and leverage them into tax-free dollars, and that's exactly what life insurance does. Another option, if that if you can't get the, the life insurance, would be to go to an attorney and put together a trust. Now remember, I'm not an attorney. I'm just I'm giving you some advice here. So if this trust you could set up that if your husband passes before you, Certain assets could be left in that trust to produce the income for you. In other words, you couldn't take the principal, but maybe those assets could generate income for you. Um, and then when you are gone, what it, those assets would then pass on to his children. So those are three quick ways I want to give you, Judy. But the simplest way is to sit down and start doing the planning process because I can tell you from experience, we've had some people, because because it sounds like a very difficult process to start this, I guarantee it isn't. But if you don't do something somewhere down the road, you will be sorry because you didn't put the plan together to address your question right now because it's obviously on your mind. 
you've wrote in, you've asked the question. So, you know, move forward, don't procrastinate, get the answers that you need and sit down with somebody to figure this out. Thanks for the great question, Judy. And yes, if you're in a similar situation to this and need some assistance and guidance, work with Kevin Ray. Uh, It's all part of a full planning process. Uh, You want to get a financial plan that's customized to your needs. You know, just as you can see, Judy has a lot of moving parts that might not apply to everybody. So that's why customization is so important. And also comprehensive planning, because you can see how many layers and how many stones need to be overturned to make sure that you're addressing all potential needs and issues in your financial plan. And here's the best part. You can get a complimentary review of your financial plan by working with Kevin and uh, calling into the show now. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-PLAN. You can also get in touch by going to insightfolios.com. 888-885-7526, though, is the number. And if you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message and Kevin can set up that time to meet with you. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin, we're out of time for this week's show. Enjoyed it as always, though, and uh, we'll look forward to another good show next weekend. I look forward to it, Walter. See you next week. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Have a great week, and hope you do as well. Thanks for listening to the show today. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.